What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of That's So Neat. I'm your host, Neetu, and today's neat topic is a question and answer. I'm going to be answering all the questions you guys submitted in the Anon form. So without further ado, let's jump into it. I am really excited to do this because I actually haven't... um, seen any of the questions so they're going to be very raw answers to what you guys have asked and i'm excited to see what you guys are wanting to ask i hope there's nothing like inappropriate in it but we'll see what it is and i hope i can answer your guys your guys's questions the best to the best of my ability um it the first one (laughs) the first one has to be from someone that knows me or has had a conversation about this with me the first question is how is a pretty girl like you still single Buddy, I wish I knew. I have no idea. I I think if if this is the person I think it is, I've had this conversation so many times of like, this is my number one pet peeve question people ask because I don't, how the hell do I know? I don't know. I don't know why I'm still single. (laughs) I I have have no idea. It's because everybody out there is trash. That's what I want to say. But um, I think it's because I probably started dating a lot older than most people just because I was really focused at school and trying to like get my degree. I was a typical nerd. Didn't really know how to talk to people for the longest time and like kind of kept to myself. So I think that's partly of a reason. So I started I started in the game late is what I want to say. But yeah, I hate this question. It's my number one pet peeve question. So if you guys ever see me on a dating app or like something or if you're introducing me to someone, just make sure they don't ask me this question because I do not like it. Um, <laughs> the next question is actually uh, so funny. So it says, hey, Avni, um... I love your energy. I love seeing you in the hallways at work. So it's clearly someone I work with. Shout out, shout out to my coworkers that listen. Um, uh, what keeps you so positive even in the most difficult of times? P.S. Your energy makes me so happy and smile every time I see you. Oh, thank you. That makes me so happy. Um, oh, I'm not like, I don't know, Matt. I get pissed. I think it's just like, especially when I come home, um, my family can be advocate for this. I feel like I exert all of my patience at work and then I come home and I just lose my shit. Like the smallest thing can take me off. But it's because, again, my work is really demanding um, and it takes a lot of patience to be at work. But um, I think it's just like constantly like, I don't even know how I keep myself positive at work. I just feel like when you see the kids like, um, for anybody listening that doesn't know what I do, I work with uh, children aged three to six. Um, I'm a behavior strategist at that program. So um, I help kind of come up with strategies and um, solutions to help accommodate their needs in the classroom from a behavior uh, standpoint. So I think when I get into those situations, it's truly adrenaline. Like I just go into like work. I don't even know. I just become a different human. And I feel like um, if you are in a good mood, like if you are positive in those situations or if you are calm in those situations, I kid you not, it can be the most stressful. Like the child could be 
having an aggressive episode or something might be going on where it's like a very volatile situation but if you enter that room with a calm presence or a positive presence that child automatically calms down in their non-verbal language like just like their body language they just simmer down so if i come in super anxious i know that that's only going to elevate that situation so i think it's just that mindset of of like i know this is going to be tough i know that this kiddo is going through a lot but i'm just coming in with a very calm demeanor that's going to help de-escalate that situation i think that's the biggest thing of why I'm kind of calm at work. But uh, if you ever come into my office, it can be a very different uh, conversation. But um, I appreciate that whoever sent that in. This next question is hella deep. It says, what is giving you hope right now? That's deep. What is giving me hope right now? Um, What's giving me hope right now is just like the fact that like everything, if I look back at like my life in general, everything falls into place. So I think what's giving me hope right now is that regardless of what whatever the situation may be right now, in the near future, it's going to make sense. Like I can't live life looking backwards. You have to live it looking forwards. So it's just like, take what it is day by day, appreciate what you have, tell the people you care that you care about them and just be a decent human. So like, I feel like the thing that's giving me hope is that one day, everything will work out. So just keep going and get it done. That's kind of what's giving me hope. But that's a nice question. What's giving you guys hope? Send it in your anon. Send it in the anon form. I want to hear that. Uh, this next question is, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know. It says, someone gives you an elephant. You can't sell it or give it away. What do you do with the elephant? Um, I keep it as a pet. I keep the elephant as a pet. Just like the movie Hathi Mere Sati. If anybody watches Bollywood, you'll know. Such a sad movie. Don't watch it. I don't do not recommend. But it's one of my like it's very heartbreaking. So it's kind of like Marley and me, but like an elephant. And then in Hindi. <laughs> so I don't know. If someone gave me an elephant, I just keep it and make it my friend and make it a house outside. And um then I wouldn't need a car. I just ride my elephant everywhere and yeah and then i would try to get it to somewhere where it could have more elephant friends because like maybe i'd move to africa or something with it because it can't be lonely i want it to be with with its people so maybe i just uh take the elephant and somehow go to africa i don't know i don't know how i ended up on that tangent but that's what i would do if someone gave me an elephant i've never thought of that but all right um, the next question says, if I gave you $50,000 to start a business, what business would you start? Oh, I don't know if you could start a, can you start a business with $50,000? I, okay, see, I'm not good with money. This is fully, I'm out there. I'm not a business minded human being. I'm literally like, what I would probably do is like take the money and go volunteer and help people. That's literally what I would do. Or I would start like an agency where I could like go help. Maybe in India. Actually, I've always wanted to go back to India to help people with disabilities because I feel like it's so underfunded there. And like, there's not very much education about disabilities. I remember when I was 21, I went to India for the first time and we were in the Pind. Pind is basically a village. And we went to someone's house and there was like a, like a shed, I would say, like a little shed. And 
they would like take roti over so like food they would take food over in a plate and then like the door would open and a hand would grab the food and then they would close and we were there for like a good two three hours and i'm thinking like yo who's in that room and so then i asked my uncle and i'm like yo who's in that room and uh he told me he's just like and he said i'm punjabi he's just like oh like you know their daughter which means like she has like seizures um but like and so basically like her mental stability is not there and she's not like her mental health is not great um so they basically would just keep her closed in a room because there was no like i don't know there was like no education on how to get treatment for her or like they didn't have the money for treatment for her so i think i would take that fifty thousand dollars realistically go to India and set up some sort of some sort of fund or program to help um, children with developmental disabilities so that they can, I don't know, be a part of society. That's something that I'm super passionate about. So uh, I would probably do that. I don't know if it would make me money. Probably wouldn't. But like I said, I'm not a business-minded person or someone who's like wants to make a hell of money. Um, yeah. So I would just take that money and try to like figure out ways I can help other people. That's what I would do. I know people are like probably like the help, but like literally that's what I would do with that $50,000. Someone asked me what my morning routine looks like. <laughs> okay. Um, my morning routine. I wake up on like a regular day when I'm working Monday to Friday. Um, I wake up at four in the morning. I do my morning prayers and then I hit the gym at 5 and I work out from 5 to 6 a.m. And then I come home and I get ready for work. And then I go to work and go have fun with my kiddos at work. And then I come home and I eat. And then I do pot again at nighttime. And then I try to read. I try to read for 30 minutes. But if it's been like an exhausting day, I sit and watch uh, my trash TV, which is like all of the Real Housewives franchise and um yeah just like a lot of reality tv that's kind of what my morning routine well that's my whole day routine I guess but you just got a day in the life instead of a morning routine but yeah the morning routine starts at like four in the morning and then I'm in bed by like 8 30 so yeah it's kind of boring the next question asked me um are you an introvert or extrovert I would say I'm both it really depends on the situation so like um, if it's like a new group of people that I don't necessarily know very well, then I'm quite quiet and shy. Um, but if it's like people who I'm comfortable with, my family, my one friend, Tiffany, um, then I'm usually a bit more extroverted, but I do definitely need time alone. Like I can't, like I love being with people and I'm very outgoing when I am with uh, people, but like I do need time to like just do my own thing and not talk to people and like just have my own space um I need time to like recharge so I'm a bit of both so I don't think I fit in either category it really just depends on the day and the situation oh I like this one this is a really good question for whoever answered it what is a common myth about your job or field of expertise so being in the psych world or psych realm it is like very common for people to think I'm always judging and analyzing. Um, it's not true. <laughs> like I don't like I if I'm not at work, I'm not looking for reasons to like judge people or like diagnose people or like anything like 
um unless someone really truly asks me to put that hat back on um i don't really like i don't know it's not like i'm analyzing you if you're talking to me or observing you like i actually have to like do that with my full focus right so like even when i go into the classroom to do observations and see how the kids are um behaving or interacting with others like i'm strictly focused on that um and looking at every kind of interaction but if i'm not actually looking for that then i'm probably not judging or analyzing you i think that's one of the biggest things it's like people think that uh you're always uh analyzing or judging them and then they're like very like skeptical of like <laughs> talking to you that's what that's one thing that i've um felt when i tell people what i do for a living they automatically think that like i'm judging them or um i'm like analyzing everything they do which is not true how do your parents describe what you do for a living Oh, this is good. I feel like they just like try to be like very literal. They'll be like, oh, school to come or they say like, oh, she works in a school. So people automatically think I'm a teacher. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I did do it for a year where I was a preschool teacher for a year, but I'm not a teacher. Um, they'll try to be like, oh, oh, school to come or they'll be like, oh, like, oh, or like she helps kids. Like they don't really know how to like describe exactly what i do so they'll be like they say the most general thing so they'll be like oh she works in a school or she works um with helping kids uh but no one really truly knows or they're like oh she did her degree in psych like she has a psych background like that's all they'll say they don't really like go into like what i actually do for work or like my dad always be like always says like do you <laughs> you need to stop being a teacher at home but like i'm not a teacher so yeah they usually either say i work at a school or that i'm a teacher but i'm none of the above <laughs> if you could go back and give your 18 year old self more advice um what would you say to your 18 year old self um i tell my 18 year old self to like loosen up have fun date date <laughs> start dating younger um i would have told myself not to take school so seriously because i feel like i focused a lot on school education and all that and like i look back and there's so many opportunities that i wish i had taken so like travel more or like go out more have more fun loosen up like it's not all just about school so if i could go back um i tell my 18 year old self that uh yeah just chill have fun um and also like don't be such a hopeless romantic because bollywood does not exist in real life so i think that could have uh help me out a little bit in my life but yeah that's what i would go back and say to my 18 year old self this is actually the last question that i got so it might be a shorter podcast uh, today but um this question is so cool i yeah i'm really excited to answer this so it says name a patient or a client that you worked with that touched your heart um the first ever kiddo i worked with uh, so I started at this organization. It's the first time I worked um, with someone who had a disability um, while I was in my undergrad. So I was probably like, what, 20, 2021. 
And I've never worked with anybody who had a diagnosis or a disability or a child with a diagnosis or dis- disability. And what happened is um, the coordinator, so she, I was the aide in the home. The coordinator came in for like our icebreaker meeting, but literally only stayed for like 15 minutes and like introduced me to the family. And this was in the family's home, introduced me to this family and, uh, basically left within 15 minutes and is like okay now you can set your schedule with them and like figure it out and I was terrified because I've never known this diagnosis the child was nonverbal um when I started with him um he was only three years old at the time and it was like the scariest experience and I think it was scary for him too because they had also like just newly gotten this diagnosis that whole family um so for the first month of programming i kid you not i had no idea really what to do he wouldn't listen to me he wouldn't talk to me i couldn't communicate with him and he couldn't communicate with me because he was nonverbal, and i didn't have very many strategies we literally would sit he would sit in one corner of the room and i would sit in the other corner of the room and we would just stare at each other and like one time i tried to get him to do something with me and he started crying and he took my glasses and he like he chucked them across the class like across the room and i remember i got so scared i started crying i started crying and then he started crying because he freaked out but then he realized like i was scared so then he went over he picked up the the glasses and he used to call me abby and he'd be like abby okay abby okay like that's he kept saying it over and over and like he p- tried to put the glasses back on my face but like stabbed me in the eyeball and i think that was the moment where everything switched for us and um i actually worked with him through that organization and then they like like their contract um went up so i ended up doing a lot of private work with him um but that kiddo left such a crazy impact on me um he unfortunately uh is no longer with us but he him and I just had like this crazy bond where it's just like he was nonverbal he wasn't communicating but then I was always like there to spend extra time with him spend extra time with the family and um we got him communicating he became verbal he ended up going into a classroom where he needed minimal support um we I remember we went to this doctor's office and this poor mom she was heartbroken because he goes to her he's like your child's never going to be smart your child's never going to work we were at the we were at the appointment together and I remember the look on her face and in that moment I said Nana we ain't gonna this ain't gonna happen we're gonna make sure that this child is reaching their milestones reaching the goals because he does have the potential it wasn't because we were drilling him with stuff he truly had that potential he just needed to be met at his level and then again, gradually progressing when he was comfortable. Um, So that would be the one experience or the one kiddo that just has my heart and he will always have my heart. And that family is very special to me now. So um, it's hard, again, like that rapport building when you're in the home, it's hard not to have like a deeper connection with the families you work with. But even after him, so many families that I've worked with have left a very lasting impression. And like just the little milestones I get to celebrate every single day at work. um, They are truly amazing. Like kids take their first steps with us. Kids learn how to communicate with us. And it's just so beautiful to see and just see how, how amazing these kids are. And they truly 
a lot of people say, oh, like you probably impact a lot of these kids' lives and these families' lives. But the impact that those kids have on us um, is far greater than the impact I could have on them. So that's that's that. And I think that's a good place to leave this. I know it was a little bit shorter this week, but I will be back next week with another episode. Next week, I will be having a guest. So I'm going to be doing my 2.0 of dating but with a with a male this time so um i'm excited for that conversation if you love this podcast or if you're enjoying it please 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 go on and rate it um share it with everybody tell me your feedback things that you want me to be talking about things you want me to change anything at all i mean your feedback is truly important to me so it means a lot so send me a message or if you aren't comfortable with saying your name you can send it in the anon form um it's always open but yeah please feel free to share this comment like subscribe share it on your channels share it wherever you can share it um i truly appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and so without further ado that is all for today i will see you all next week i hope you have the best week and get some time to rest relax and recover so we will see you next time bye